Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. But yeah, I got on my smart ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the things we love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smartass undies. Cheeky and comfy. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome back, everyone. It's been so long. Welcome back. Wow, that was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was so much easier to record when we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't leave our houses. <laughs> we didn't think this went all the way through, did we? No, I mean, we, we, we did the episode in September, and then we had... And then shit got crazy. Yeah, and we had like family weddings and stuff, yeah. and, and that kind of tore up weekends that we normally would record <laughs> against our will i know and then and then i was i was away in costa rica for work yeah we're gonna talk about that yeah and yeah so then that blew another weekend and then all of a sudden it's november now so. i know <laughs> i know it's crazy and i mean we don't live together so we only have you know yeah. another weekend together yeah so this is our first weekend together in a month yeah in a while yeah and so we just wanted to catch up on a few things mm-hmm. and talk about see how all you guys are and what's going on so um state of the world better worse than when we left it or well i kind of roller coaster a little bit mm. elon musk eventually bought twitter it's a fucking disaster and then it imploded on him it's imploding right now as, as we speak as we speak currently yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody, anybody can get a verified check yeah. you know twitter blue for eight dollars a month democracy freedom of speech for everyone except for people <laughs> criticizing elon musk and making fake accounts like the fake nintendo of america oh my account. god and there's like fake melania trump there's yeah. fake doug ford doug ford who's our our 
premiere of Ontario. And oh my God, it's just too funny. It's, it's yeah. really, really and funny. And they go, oh, wait a minute. Maybe we do need something different. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, you know, your, your Canadian best friends are happy to hear that the midterms seem to be going pretty well. Yeah. I mean, there's still a few, like Georgia's Senate race is going to have a runoff. Yeah. There's still a couple of things, but what's been really interesting to see how especially conservative media in the States mm-hmm. is turning on the former president, on mm-hmm. Donald Trump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because so many of the high profile candidates that he backed underperformed or lost. Yeah. Or, and there were a lot of Trump backers whose seats weren't really a big contest and then ended up being way closer right. than they should have been given their prominence and all that kind of stuff. You know, like balance is being restored to the force. It seems yeah. like you know we don't want to so. we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, <laughs> but it it's making us north of the wall, making us feel a little better about continuing to visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that you wanted to talk about this, and this kind of came and went so quickly yeah. before we had a chance to record about it. Oh my god, it was so, so long ago. So let's have a little talk about about Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Surprise, he's a douchebag. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know if anybody could tell that he was a douchebag. Like, maybe the giant California tattooed across his stomach wasn't... wasn't yeah, enough. yeah. But turns out he's an even bigger douchebag than we thought. Yeah. Or maybe not as big of a douchebag as we thought. uh, You had some feelings about this one. I did because he was getting roasted for the quality or lack thereof of his sexy text messages, his sex that he's been sending out. Right. I mean, he is married. He is married. With a baby. Yes. With two babies, I think. Uh, Well, yes. The point is, is he's contacting people that he is not in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. And as far as we can tell, he's not like Pitbull with, you know, an open relationship with his partner or anything like that. All hail Pitbull. So, Mr. 305? Mr. 305. Mr. 305. Yeah. I felt that's despicable. His behavior, obviously, you know, if you have a relationship agreement discussed or otherwise, breaking it is not cool. No. But... People do really dumb things when they're horny. (laughs) I'm raising my hand here for all the brave ones. Okay. I don't know what it is. Lack of blood flow to the brain, whatever. But his text messages read like that to me. Like, your body's insane. It's so hot. How is your body that hot? It's insane. And people are like, look at this. Like, he's a a singer. He should have... You know, what, what are they expecting? Fucking... Shakespeare here like yeah I think I think if most of us if we if we had our texts released to the public they would be cringy as fuck yeah they'd be cringy as fuck. yeah oh absolutely I I was looking at it and I was like I might have actually texted that exact same thing to Beatrice <laughs> at one point and I probably loved it exactly so yeah and then and then the other thing I had about it was when people were like can you believe like he said to his, I don't know, chick he was fucking or not fucking anymore, but wanted to go sure. back and yeah, fuck, whatever, saying like, I, I was thinking about naming my baby after you. Like, what do you think about that? And people are blowing up about it. Like, how could he How could he name his baby after his mistress? And I was like, no, 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 no. What's happened is she's frozen him out for one reason or another. And he's putting something controversial out there. Not something that like is threatening or anything like that, but something that he hopes will elicit 
a response so he can engage her back in conversation again. Is that what you think that Shitty was? Shitty behavior? I, I really do not think he's trying to name his kid Could after his mistress. Imagine? No, I don't think so. I really don't oh think so. Oh my God. I think he wanted to get her to re-engage. I see. Okay. And, like kicking the door open. Right. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not like threatening to kill himself or anything like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Something a little bit... Still manipulative, just hundo percent, lo- way lower stakes. Hundo percent manipulative. It's, it's just kind of interesting about like how fucked up our world really is when these stories come and go so quickly. Yeah, you barely get a chance to unpack before shit moves on. Because I think I think that dropped in one of our in between weekends yes it did and i was like oh next time we're together we'll, we'll do <laughs> yeah. this and then we couldn't because of a wedding and then and then gone. i was like the next time we're together it'll be fine and it's almost blown over at that point like adam oh, levine much. what oh right? yeah like, like no one cares three weeks I, I'm later sure, i'm sure everybody listening to this is gonna be like oh snoozer yeah, like why fast. are they even talking about this <laughs> also i think from the community there was a little bit of you know this is a perfect opportunity to revisit the idea of monogamy doesn't seem to be working for a lot of people. Yes. And that... There were no takes like that. There were no takes like that. And and I'm, I'm pretty sure our our good friend, Wednesday Martin, had words about it just saying, can we please normalize people being attracted to other people regardless of yes. their relationship status? Yeah, yeah. And yes, he behaved inappropriately. Uh-huh. He doesn't get a pass based on the relationship container that he was in. But can we please stop pretending like hot people are not attracted to other hot people and even ugly people are attracted to hot people and also ugly people are attracted to other ugly people for lots of different reasons? And can we just can we please just admit that that is the truth? And it doesn't matter how much you love your partner, you're still a, a heart beating, breathing human being. And you're going to find other people attractive. And this is going to come up again when we talk about your trip. But uh, oh, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, anybody who watches porn knows that that's the case. Yes. Almost and anybody. And anybody who thinks that watching porn is cheating needs to give their fucking head a shake. Right. But almost anybody who watches porn doesn't, if they have, if they're in a relationship with somebody, doesn't watch porn and go, you know what? I'm not attracted to my person anymore. <laughs> No, I mean, they, I'm a jerk it anyway. They jerk off. Yeah. And if they've made some interesting choices, may feel bad about jerking off afterwards. You ever watch that? Like, you ever have that? Like, what does Joe had Rogan that, call it? Post-nut clarity? I had that today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, this clip looks hot and sexy. I, I, and then you're like, you you finish and then you're like, oh my God. Actually, I take I that back watch? because I was not super impressed with the clip to begin with. <laughs> but it was all I had at the time. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, anyway okay so yeah so i know you wanted to speak to that and and just kind of get that out of the way let's talk about your costa rica trip okay so i was away in costa rica visiting some really interesting places i don't know should i say where i went you can say where whatever you want okay so if if anybody's been to costa rica they might be familiar with the arenal volcano and a little town near it called la fortuna so i stayed at the hot springs there uh and then went over to the Papagayo Peninsula to this super luxe, basically country club-like peninsula where there's super high-end properties all over the place there. And so I was checking out one of those. And then went to the Nicoya Peninsula, which is famous for being a blue zone. Yes. And what's a blue zone? A blue zone is an area where it's a deviation from the regular socioeconomic 
slash health and wellness indicators that you would normally see. So so they don't really have a lot. It's not a very wealthy area, Mm-mm. but the people that reside in that area are much healthier and much happier than I want, I'm going to say, I'm going to use air bunnies, that th- then they should be right. based on... They're overperforming based on what their socioeconomic indicators would suggest. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. So And Costa Rica is kind of famous for that. Right, and yeah. so I was in I was in a little, little town called Santa Teresa and got to check out this little boutique property. It was really nice, nice beachfront thing and got to go surfing and did a yoga session and got a massage and like, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good time and then flew home. Flew home, jumped in my car, drove straight (laughs) to Beatrice's house, Uh and we had a convo. Well, here's the thing. I want to set the stage a little bit. So this was the first time we'd been separated Uh for for any period of time since probably the fall of 2019. So this was the first time in a long time that we'd been separated for any any length of time outside of the norm with... A break in the communication pattern, right? Which is always and and I was a little bit a little bit surprised by how it affected me, right? What your reaction was? What to my it? reaction was, and and you know you know certain things to be true, but sometimes these little the chatter starts, and you know the, with the communication pattern broken, that's that always and that's a relatively new thing I think for people that. You know, when when we were young adults, we didn't have cell phones, no. so we didn't we didn't have that. But we had real phones, and it was sure. like you know, he used to call me all the time, and now he doesn't. Yeah. And, and then we had pagers, and we'd like send yeah. a text. Oh my god, I never had little a pager. number messages. I just I just want to go on record of saying I never had a pager. But but now with smartphones, we are creatures of habit, and you start to get used to mm-hmm. a communication pattern from your partner. And when that's broken for whatever reason. It causes a little bit of like, ugh. Yeah, that like feels, the scumbag brain takes over. That feels right? icky. Yeah. yeah. My scumbag brain isn't quite as scumbaggy as your brain, oh. but it's pretty close. Yeah, mine's awful. Yeah, it's awful. So I started to wonder, and this is this is what, when it becomes kind of interesting to have the relationship container that we have, is that, you know, in a regular monogamous relationship, if there's like mistakes made or or a misstep or something then it's like okay well you know let's weigh everything out in this relationship and decide if it's worth trying to work through it or not yes exactly and so you know the the dialogue that was going on in my head was that i was wondering how you were going to feel down there i mean it's no secret that Dante is a fan of latina women yes and he's literally going to the place where they make Latina women or certain varieties of Latina women. He speaks Spanish. He's got this like hot zaddy beard. He's got this jujitsu body that is kind of new. We both stopped drinking earlier this year. So that has made a difference as well. Maulean. Yes. Probably the best shape you've been in in your life. Yeah, easily. And, you know, COVID has kind of put a little bit of a damper on play dates and things like that. So, I was wondering, I was like, oh my God, like he might be feeling like, woohoo. Well, like, and you even, I remember you even saying that like the week before I left, you said something like, do we need to have a talk about? Yeah. And I was like, no, we're, I'm good. No, we're fine. But, but, you know, as famous as Costa, Costa Rica is for blue zones, you are also famous for not thinking, 
for not predicting how you're going to feel. Like you're not really good at like, hmm, like this is happening and I might feel this way and maybe we should have a talk about it. Like you wait until things are literally bumping up against oh, your yeah. nose. Yeah. And yeah, you were so quick to be like, no, no, no. Like, and what we mean by having a conversation is that one of the rules that we've discussed and, and held is that we don't change the parameters of the relationship on the fly. No, For that- example... You flying down to Costa Rica and saying, hey, um, do you think we could change this so that like we can fuck around when one of us is on another continent? Like, is that cool? And you're just like, really? Like, no, you can't do that. That has to be a conversation face to face before anybody goes anywhere. Yeah, because there has to be that shared trust that yeah. there's not... The conversation isn't being had for a manipulative reason. And of course it is. Like, if you land if you land and two days later you want to change the rules, like, it's like, bro. <laughs> sitting there about to roll a condom on my dick. Like, hey, yeah, is it cool like, if I do this? And then, like, yeah, okay, done. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> At that point, just turn the camera on. Uh, just turn the camera. <laughs> but it's the same thing about the conversations that we'd have before I go to the sex club without you. Yes. Right? Very similar to that. Yeah, sometimes you'll take various girlfriends... Yeah. In the like women that are friends category yes. of girlfriends. Friends of mine that are women. Yes. Yes. And yeah, like we have a conversation yeah. about that as well. But I think realizing that, you know, you are human as well as other humans. And sometimes, you know, the stars align just right. And it's like you and that big brain do a risk benefit analysis of the situation and think, you know what? There's a really, really good chance I could get away with this. And then stuff it down the memory hole and I would never know. And does it matter if I never know or not? And so I just, I started going round and round and round and round. Cause it's like, does he tell me? Does he not tell me? Well, what if he doesn't tell me? And then it's there forever, but I don't know about it. Does it even matter if I don't know about Like it just. Do I want to know? <laughs> yeah. Like it was just a lot of weird, weird ass feelings yeah, that I wow. had not had to acknowledge and I sensed in a really a little long bit time. Of that. I, sensed, I sensed a little bit of that. <laughs> yes, in that some was of very intuitive of you. It was that was very intuitive of you. We FaceTimed one night and I was eating an apple and you were like, What's going on over there? And I'm like, just eating my apple. And you were just like, I'm in trouble somehow. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> what did I do? What is, okay. <laughs> it's like when I'm an asshole in your dreams. I'm awful in your dreams. I don't. I never punish you for that. You never do. You but, are an asshole like, in my dreams. But it's though. like didn't didn't I I sell you into a, a a polyamorous sex ring, sex trafficking ring or something? And it in was something like that. Yeah, you you abandoned me in Spain. You <laughs> did all kinds of shit. Like you are an asshole in my dreams. Yeah. And that's just me playing worst case. Like, my dreams are your almost exclusively worst case scenario dreams. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. superpower is to think of the worst case scenario yeah, for every and situation. Yeah, and it's, it's like a coping strategy. The worst case scenario shows up in my dreams, and then I, that is the absolute worst thing my brain can dream up. And then I wake up and I go, oh, well, that's probably not going to happen. Right. So everything else I could probably deal with. Yeah. So anyway, so, okay, so you show up at my house. Show up at your house. And... <laughs> and I'm mad. Uh, I wasn't mad. No, you're, you're, not, you're not mad. And, and you are very considerate of other people's feelings in general and mine specifically mm-hmm. in that you didn't want to like pounce on me as soon as I got <laughs> through the door. 
in in a, in a non-sexual way. Like Come on, just, yeah, like tell me who you fucked when you were in Costa Rica, <laughs> right? So we had a little chit-chat and you gave me a big hug and a kiss and uh-huh. like welcome me home and then and then we sat down then we went down to, to the couch and then you kind of like sit your body up and turn towards me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we about to have a conversation. That's never right good, now. is it? Yeah. It's never good. Yeah. You did the movement and I know exactly. Can you do it again, please? I just want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. It's really funny. So, okay. So can you talk a little bit about your, you know, you kind of saw my perspective of what was going on. What was going on in your head and in your genitals while you were? Well, you asked me. You're like, did did you have any? Like, were you worried? No, no, about no, I want- me at all. And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't know whether to be happy or mad about that. <laughs> but but I did have my own internal thoughts that were my own to sort out while I was there. Would you like to share those? Yeah, I mean, yes, but it's not something that I felt like I needed to burden you with. Here's all the shit that's running through my head. Okay, bye. And then go away for, you know, 10 days, right? I wasn't sure 100% how I was going to feel. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to see if I felt any desire if presented with an opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm what my reaction would be right to that and to my relief is the wrong word but (laughs) i i you know was in a place where all of b's worst case scenarios could have transpired there was no barrier to any of that other than participation right and did not feel like it was something that i wanted to do Mm -hmm. or was in danger of of doing right right and a large part of it comes down to the fact that i have lived and don't want to live anymore with secrets right. like that it's awful to stuff it down the memory hole mm. and yeah it, it that level of deception i'm not interested in being like that at the, in this point at this point in your life yeah yeah yeah. And and because we do have sex with other people, mm-hmm. doing it outside of the guidelines or rules that have been put in place is extra offensive. Yes, it is. Because it's like you could, bro, you could do this if you wanted to. She's totally down. We just like turn the camera on, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a conversation. Yeah. And to not have the respect for you to have that conversation and to just go and big fat do it anyways and just fucking throw hand grenades at the relationship that we <laughs> built over all these years. Yeah. It, it just, it was like, bro. No. Just not an attractive option. No. Let me ask you this. Does the fact that we have this type of relationship where we can talk about stuff, where we are connecting on the physical level, the emotional level, the spiritual level, I guess, if you want to include that, does that make sort of the excitement of entertaining thoughts like that less prominent? I think I know where you're going with that. Like having a relationship container like we have... Mm. Do you think that's contributing to you kind of going, nah? Is it sort of like going to the strip club after you've gone to the sex club? It's kind of like, nah. Like- yeah. It's easier in some ways. It's also harder in some ways. Because like if she was here, this would be fine. Right. And the consequences of bad actions 
like that are far greater, I think, in this type of... Like, if I... For me, it is. For yeah. you, yeah. If, yeah. I, if I did that, I, I fucked somebody when I was when I was in Costa Rica, and... I found out about it. And you found out about it? Yeah, we're done. There's... I don't think there's any coming back from that. No, there isn't. That. No, I can tell you that right now. There's no coming back from that. But if, if we were in a monogamous relationship with a monogamous commitment that had been monogamous for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and... You know, I slipped and my dick fell in someone kind of thing. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe we could move past Maybe it. it would. It's the breaking of trust is awful no matter what the relationship container. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to minimize that no, in, no. in any way. But I feel like given the fact that there are so many options available in this relationship to choose that option is. It's pretty shitty. It's awful. Yeah. yeah just end it. Yeah. Well, but people don't want to end it because they like, want their cake and they want to eat because it too. There's, Cause there's nothing wrong with the relationship. They just also want, that's the thing. Like for me, it was kind of a double-edged sword because on one hand it's like, you know, you understand that the people desire. want the desire mm. for novelty and, and the excitement of somebody new and all of that. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but we've created a space where we can experience that together. And if you're going to go and fucking do that shit behind my back, that's a special kind of shitty in my, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like... It seems really? harsher. Yeah, it does. It does. It seems more It seems more intentional. It's like twisting a knife. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, basically. Yeah. I think that's why. Yeah. But we don't want to leave that there. But uh, anyway, so how did we resu- How did we kind of come around? Look, I, if you're going to do this, <laughs> some form of non-monogamy, mm-hmm. at some point, improving your communication skills with your partner is going to become necessary Yeah, because you're going to need to have these difficult conversations. And it's very easy in the scenario that B and I had when I got back for me, for instance, to get super defensive Mm -hmm. and offended at, at, you know, how could you not trust me and whatever, instead of the empathy to know, hang on a second, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from i don't think it was that hard to understand no but the empathy of knowing all the mental gymnastics you've been running all those days every time i didn't check in at a time that would be typical or you know you didn't get a communication from me during the day for whatever reason and then you start to one of these scenarios starts playing through through your head recognizing that that's what you were dealing with Mm-hmm. And being able to communicate my own feelings about what was going on, how I wanted to live my life, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it not devolve into a shouting match or anger being the dominant emotion that's right. going on. And yeah, it's... And we t- we had more than one conversation about it. Yeah, over a couple of days. Yeah. Most of it on the first night. Yeah. I, I think I told you that like, my brain was like, yeah, okay. Like, I think I think everything's okay. And my body was still like, nope. My body was still mad at you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that it just took a couple of days to just kind of get back to that space. But yeah. And thank you for saying that, that I am very conscious about taking your feelings into consideration, like instead of just going, just pouncing on you and accusing you. And that was something that I really, really didn't want to do. No, that's, I really didn't want that. that. That's... I wanted to communicate my feelings about the anxiety I was experiencing when we were separated without sounding accusatory Mm -hmm. and understanding we were on a different time zone and you know you had an uh, an itinerary that you had zero control over and the fact that i go to bed at nine o'clock at night 
nine o'clock at night, which was seven o'clock at night where I was, yeah. which was right in the middle of all the organized dinners and everything that was going on, right? So it did, there were some challenges I, <laughs> that had to be overcome. Yes. So, yeah, I just thought that was, I thought it was pertinent to talk about that because that was something that I think a lot of people are dealing with now that everybody's starting to travel both for yeah. work and pleasure again and life is taking over and pursuant to that we wanted to have a little chat about an article that we stumbled across about the number one kind of predictor of a successful relationship mm. and then some tips on how to make that better okay so this was a little article by john and julie schwartz gottman they have counseled over 40,000 couples and they themselves have been married for 35 years okay. and they claim that they can predict within 15 minutes whether a couple is going to make it with a 94% accuracy rate. Mm -hmm. It's pretty significant. It is. It's probably totally wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> We're going to keep going anyway. That That's like 94% is incredibly high. Like, how do they figure out the 6% they got wrong? I don't know. Do, do, do your clients call up and go, by the way, we're divorced now. Yeah. Yeah. So they talk about... There are several things, and I believe Dr. Murray has referred to this before too. And brave ones, do not despair. We will be having Dr. Murray back on the show to talk about his his new book that is now out. He did talk about it on the show oh, good. as he was writing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making and, naughty with night or making nice with naughty. Yes. Yeah. And we are going to unpack that book and bring and have him back on because it's been far too long. Yes, I was I was enjoying reading that while I was away. Actually. Yeah. So they talk about something called, couples do this throughout the day to each other. They're called bids for connection. Right. And according to the Schwartz Gottman's, if your partner turns towards you in response to these bids for connection, your relationship will be far more intimate, far deeper, and far more connected than people who turn away from their partner when they bid for connection. So some bids for connection could be something like, Hey, I just found this article. Listen to this. And you start reading the article out loud to your partner. Right. Or like an all in out. Like, could you do me a favor? Yeah. Right. Or if somebody sighs, like if your partner just goes, <sighs> and the other one just completely ignores them and keeps just, playing whatever game yeah. they were on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Or they don't ask, hey, what, what, what was that about? What's going on? So when these bids for connection get rejected by their partner, it starts to chip away at the overall connection between them and eventually. And we've talked about this before. And I say this all the time. Apathy kills far more relationships than infidelity ever will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought this was really interesting to talk about these bids for connection and kind of how we can do better at that. So they talk about there's three possible responses when a partner makes a, a bid for connection. One is turning towards your partner. Mm -hmm. So when you say, hey, this looks like a cool article and I stop what I'm doing and I sit up and turn towards you or I put my phone down and turn towards you. Right. Right. Or I will have a certain look on my face and you'll go, what's going on? You all right? Or when I say, hey, come check out these new fish I got. I know we're going to talk about how bad I am at this sometimes. <laughs> so I have work to do. So the second option is to turn away by ignoring or not noticing. Okay. And sometimes I do that. <laughs> That's the one that I do sometimes. 
The other option is turning away irritated or angry. Right. Like, can't you see I'm working? Yeah, yeah. Can't you see I'm trying to do this? Can't you see I'm trying to think? (laughs) (laughs) I was a horrible person today, everybody. I'm just saying. But I'm working on something right now and I'm very stressed out. But anyways, so... (laughs) (laughs) Can't you see I'm trying to think? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's not really observable, is it? So I want you to talk about what you think some of your bids for connection are and how I do with oh, those. Oh, that's, well, that, that's an easy one. Okay. You well, try to have sex with me? <laughs> when we, when we, you push we, up, you bun, you, you, you bun your hot dog? I bun my hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is certainly a bid for connection. Uh, yes. yes, that is one bid of connection. I was thinking less anatomical. Okay. When we have weekends where we don't have massive plans, mm-hmm. we'll hang out in bed for a long time yes sipping coffee hours and, and reading articles yes and, and you know whatever right and that would be i you're usually doing various things usually with social media and i scroll listicles that yes. i am notorious <laughs> for clickbaity yep 20 things you won't believe about 80 yes. celebrities that like those, is, those that kinds is, that of, shit is your kryptonite right and so i'll be like Hey, do you wanna you wanna hear about toxic exes and their text messages? <laughs> to- oh, today it was toxic girlfriend behavior. Toxic girlfriend behavior, yeah. And you're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? It made me feel great. And then we had a laugh. And then I would like quickly screen the things to, yes. to get rid of the ones that weren't funny and then tell you the funny ones. Mm-hmm. And we had a good laugh. We were talking about digital love languages this week. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. At, like kind of as a joke, your digital love language is sending me articles mm-hmm. at work yes. when I will never read but, them. And then you never read them because they send you like six of them. And then by the time you get home, there's a hundred, been a hundred messages and, <laughs> and they're gone. My digital love language is curating a TikTok playlist for you. Yeah. I'll do the same with late night hosts yes, and their monologues yes, and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of we were just kind of chuckling about that that they should come out with the digital the digital love languages. Yeah, yeah. Are you like a meme sender? I'm a bit of a meme sender. Yeah, like I'll send you. I'll send you. You do. You you send more than I send you, but you're you're exposed to them more, I think, than I am. Yeah, yeah. I endlessly bombard you with INFJ facts. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I know what it's like to date an INFJ. <laughs> we'll need facts. We're, all right. I know, but it's, <laughs> I, it's just funny because I read something and I go, oh, that's me. It's probably like a bunch of fucking people, but I send it to you anyways. Yeah, it's okay. I yeah. still like it. Okay. It still makes me smile. So your bids for connection are very, very clear to me. I hope so. Yeah. You like to read stuff out loud to me. Yeah. You like to talk about your work mm-hmm. in a way that like is in some cases extremely detailed <laughs> like you will you will tell me stories about and I'll think I don't even know what that is <laughs> but I'll but I'll listen to you you like physical connection yeah, like you want to snuggle you yep. want to lean you want to in contact bun the hot dog bun you the wanna, hot dog hot yeah. dog's cold hot dog's cold <laughs> and so it's it's very very easy now sometimes Sometimes I do have to say today was a bad day. I, I there was a couple of times and it's I think I'm just I was very conscious of it today because I knew we were gonna do this episode. So I was trying to do something on my phone and you were like, Hey, did you see the new additions in the fish tank? And I was like, No. And then I don't remember what happened after that. 
I was at the fish tank, like with my arm. Like, come on, come over. Look at this. Were you beckoning me over? No, but I was like, come here. Oh, and I just for never, about 10, 15 minutes, and, and I, I just, just gave never up. got a, ten, fifteen minutes. Shut up. <laughs> and I just gave up. I was like, okay, uh, well, I'm. Uh, there's something else I need to do. And then you're like, oh, I fed them. I oh, think. show that me the it. fish. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're the like, lights are off now. Never we'll, mind. We'll do another day. Never mind, bitch. <laughs> so you make several bids for connection a day. I would say that there's a lot of those. There's a lot of opportunities, and I think I do okay with most of them. And then there's just every once in a while I'm just completely distracted. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that. Thank you. I'm trying just, I'm trying to do better. I know. And you do do better every single time. <laughs> you said do do. I do do. <laughs> yeah. No, but you do better. And I, I know and I don't know if this is just because of the confidence in the relationship that we have or I just, I know that when you're if you're ignoring me for whatever reason <laughs> It's not because there's a problem. No. Right. In if the relationship. In the relationship. No. It's no, I'm just like You're just distracted and just distracted. Okay. And, and I'm okay. just working on something else that's not observable yeah. to you at that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you think my bits for connection are? Or do I just not bother? You your bit physical touch in some cases, like you warm your toes up and <laughs> Or putting them under my leg. Or that my sounds incredibly like that. utilitarian yeah, to me. A little bit, yeah. You you want to share your day, mm-hmm. and there needs to be oftentimes a transition or like an unpacking from the work day to the non work day, right? And I know that you think that's one of the ways that you just we communicate. I call you after work every day. Like the minute I'm out of work and in my car, I call you for like, yeah. we have like 10, 15 minute conversation while you drive home every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that is a huge bid for connection. Like any, and I get disappointed when, I mean, sometimes you have to talk to other people, but it's like, but I appreciate that you like message me saying I'm on the phone with so-and-so. Yeah. You know, so that I won't be like, Oh, he's just not answering the phone, but anything else? Oh, I mean, physically, you physically turn towards me right. when when you need to discuss something important. Your bids for connection seem a lot more lovey than mine. <laughs> mine are more fun. You're more utilitarian. Come on! Well, I th- you know what I think, and Dr. Murray can confirm this, I think it's it's that you have elements of an over-controlled personality. So do you. I know. I, I'm not saying there's <laughs> anything wrong with it, but I think that so some attacked. of those... I think that some of those utilitarian side of Mm. of things is is part of that personal makeup you know what i mean right because you are worst case scenario girl Mm -hmm. you're constantly compartmentalizing things right right because you're going to think of all these potential scenarios and okay now this is the one that's 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 likely and so you don't have time to fuck around (laughs) yeah and so it ends up like that and that's just beatrice Okay, so there's a, th- a few things that you can do to get better at this. And I, I found this really, really helpful. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so one thing is a 10-minute check-in. So, And this is at a time like when you're not in the middle of rushing off. So in the morning, afterwards, oh, something like yeah. that, where you check in with your partner and you say, is there anything you need from me? And I think that's... I don't say it in those words, but I say that a lot to you. You do? Yeah. Yeah. What can I do for you? What do you need? That's usually when I'm when I'm looking frustrated. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, I need you to stop asking me questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just do a check-in and like, are you good? 
what do you need from me today? Like whatever. Because I think sometimes people are a little bit afraid to ask for what they want. Oh, it's hard. It is hard. You've, you know? I have a hard time asking for what I want. So he crosses his arms. As, as I, as I, <laughs> <laughs> Another one. And I think this is good too. These are some really, really good kind of things to keep in your mind. And I was thinking about them today. Picking up the pennies. Like there's lots of opportunities. I get lots of opportunities from you to show you that I'm interested in you. You get lots of opportunities from me. So the idea is to pick up as many pennies as you can. Mm-hmm. Right? So here are some of the th- things that you want to look out for when your partner is making eye contact with you, like you're not doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that iced tea? I'm really thirsty. I would love some iced tea. Um, Thank smiling, you. <laughs> sighing. Asking for help or attention. I need you to cuddle me. I need you to pay attention to me. Say good morning or good night. And I was like, are there couples that don't say good morning or good night? Like yeah, they just. I'm re- sure there are. If your partner asks you for a favor. Yeah. Right? Reading aloud. That's one that we both do. Pointing things out when you're driving. Yep. You do that a lot too. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like you make more of these bids when I'm on my phone. Oh, I mean. Do you think maybe subconsciously you're doing probably, that? Probably, probably. Because you'll, you'll wait until I'm on the phone and then you'll be like, look at the fish, look like, at my lawn, like, look at the... Hello. Hello, hey, <laughs> talk to me. Pay attention to me. Me, 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 yeah. me, me. The other one is, yes, calling your partner's name from another room. Uh-huh. I thought this was funny. Carrying something heavy by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to help you? Are you good? Do you want some help? All the groceries no, all at once. I got it. Thanks. <laughs> so funny can you imagine like i find that really sad like is that what people have to do to get their partner's attention is fucking get a hernia yeah like (laughs) oh my god and then seeming frustrated like exhibiting frustration so there's lots i should have read this list yesterday i know and then the third thing they say is like don't give up if there are rejected bids for attention yeah yeah sometimes you know sometimes your partner can't pay attention to you in that moment. Mm-hmm. So keep trying. And if it's like all the time you're getting rejected, then, that's then it's that's something that needs to be addressed. I, as the person who sometimes rejects bids because of whatever's going on, I need to do a better job of explaining why I can't pay the attention that you need right now. Just yeah. give me 10 minutes and then I will be able to focus all my attention on you. And yeah. I think that's... What? Yay. <laughs> me. <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm I'm on the struggle bus, y'all. Oh my god. <laughs> we love Peloton Cody, Cody Cody. Cody from Peloton. Peloton he Cody. Is all over the place and he is famous for things other than spin. Yeah. But anyways. So if you're if you are getting rejected here and there. Keep trying, and if it's if it keeps happening, then yes, have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And the other partner needs to be more conscious of what the bids for connection look like, right? And right. do a better job of turning towards yeah. your partner, yeah, yeah, and and giving them the attention that they're looking for. And you know, like you hear people all the time talk about feeling neglected, feeling ignored, feeling like they're not heard, feeling like they're not seen. And I think these are really, really good practical tips to help people be more present mm-hmm. with their partners and recognizing what a bid for attention can look like and then responding 
in a positive, affirming way. And you can see that when I do respond to you, you do respond to me. It feels amazing. Yeah, it, does. it feels it's very like, warm. yeah, it feels like you're in this amazing space where you're really enjoying one another, mm-hmm. right? And appreciating one another. And that's all, that's all people want, right? They want to mm-hmm. be wanted. They want to be appreciated. They want to be adored. Yeah, want to be seen. All of that. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. Me neither. Well, I'm very happy that we were able to come back and do this episode. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye.